This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction in Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 219th episode of Talk Direction. And to give you a little preview of the show, because Lucia did this last week and we always forget, and I really liked when she did it, although I've now taken it out of the dock. I don't know why I did that. I think I didn't want to seem like I was copying you too much as I was planning. Um, we have on the docket Liam's Daily Star interview, Harry's video of his performance at the Electric Ballroom, the Global P- Citizen performances by Niall and Liam, and a 1D Mad Libs that I created based on a relevant news article. So lots to come, but let us first check in. Uh, we've been doing quarantine check-ins for the past couple weeks. It is over like a month, over a month, a month and a half in quarantine right now. Um, How have you been doing, Lucia? I've been doing okay. Um, I I went on a hike this weekend um, and that was like much needed. I hadn't really been hiking because um, all of our state parks are closed and so... There's only a, p- a couple parks open, and I felt like they were going to be crowded, so I like just haven't wanted to go. But mm-hmm. I just like desperately needed it, so I went. Um, and the trail I chose was actually okay. Um, I did mm-hmm. accidentally end up walking um, eight miles uh, for like four hours, and half of it was As an hill. It's <laughs> pretty intense. Um, but it I was... don't know how you did that. We go up one hill, and I like need to pause halfway through here. <laughs> like... Oh, I paused many times. That's why it took me four hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was much needed, and I feel uh, I felt like energized and like much more peaceful after that. Um, So I feel good since I did that. And then yesterday I went um, for a walk at this like this like place that's like it's like kind of a wildlife refuge, and then also like a it's like a big bike path and like kind of like mixed use like nature area. but it's pretty big, so I, like, walked. There's, like, a, you know, corridor that goes, like, along the river. Anyways, I walked there for, like, an hour, and I was shocked at how careless people were being. Like, yeah. people were passing me and talking to me and, it, like, talking at me. And I was like, oh no, 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 God. you can't talk because your spit's going to fly out of your mouth. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And then people were, like, not really giving distance. This one woman, like, actually, like, walked up to me to ask me directions, and I had to, like, back up. And I was like, hello. That's so annoying. It was kind of frustrating, um, the amount of people that were, like, talking to me. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of annoying, but, uh, other than that, um, things have been good. That's good. Yes. Um, that made me think of when we go on family walks. Like, at the beginning, we just kind of, like, would try to stay away from people and, like, walk on the other side of the path or, like, go a little bit into, like, off the path. 
yesterday when we were walking there were some people coming up behind us pretty mm-hmm. quickly and like in that case you don't really have a choice because they're gonna mm-hmm. walk by you and they're gonna make the rules so like all of my family dashed up a hill we just started running <laughs> like away and we uh-huh. had to avoid this group of people because we walk around in like an old golf course that's mm. all like overgrown it's stunning mm. um and we just kept running into them because there's just all these connecting paths <laughs> around the golf course. And we like oh, no. literally were sprinting away from them. Wow. Like my mom is so pissed too. She gets she's like, Why are we the only ones who move off the path? Why can't yeah. other people do it? And I'm like, Yes. Like what why and do people not like hear what we're supposed to be doing? Like right. our family's all wearing masks too when we're walking yeah. around. That's like, really frustrating. That's what my mom said. She's yeah. in San Francisco and she's had to like stop doing walks. Like she only does like one walk a day now because she said people like um, joggers kept like running up right behind her. It's um, so annoying. And they're like running so she doesn't have time to like move and they like pass yeah. right by her. And it's like right. she's like in the – she has asthma and she's older. And it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are just so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, my quarantine has been good. I feel like it's the same old, same old every week. Mm-hmm. I Although this week I've rediscovered podcasts, which Ooh. is kind of funny because obviously I have a podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> like usually I listen to podcasts every week. But since I've been in quarantine, um, I've just been spending so much time with the people who are living with me, i.e. my family. <laughs> so <laughs> like there isn't a lot of alone time where I'm like doing things like getting ready alone or like. Because, like, you don't really get dressed. You just kind of, like, stay in your pajamas slash put on leggings. Maybe shower. Maybe wash your hair. Um, So, like, all those moments. I don't drive anywhere. I haven't been listening to podcasts. Um, But, like, as you guys have known, if you've been listening to these updates, I've been doing, like, yoga stretching. Mm -hmm. And usually I just listen to music. Um, But I've figured out I can listen to music on the Alexa I have. And then also have my headphones in with the podcast. So then I get like the same motivation I get from the music, but I'm also able to like have more stimulation through a podcast. So I'm really enjoying that. I did it last night. Um, Both my siblings thought I was crazy. Whoa, (laughs) so you're doing music and podcast at the same time? Yeah, (laughs) it it really works. It's like, why not? Like, you know, like you read a book and listen to music sometimes. So like, I like listening to a podcast and listening to music. Um, just because if I just do a podcast alone I feel like I don't have as much energy like when I'm doing the yoga and stretching and stuff like it's not as like pumping me up Um, but like sometimes I get bored if I'm just alone in my room so (laughs) I like both so I recommend that I get it as someone with ADD I often am doing multiple Mm-hmm. multiple medias at one time <laughs> exactly exactly <clears throat> so that was really working for me so I'm excited to like kind of go back and listen to the podcast episodes I've been missing for the past couple months mm. um yeah that'll be good um I've sort of forgot that <laughs> I was the one who was supposed to transition <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get into the episode, we want to remind everyone that we have a Patreon, which is a monthly subscription to bonus content that we put out. In the past, we've put out hundreds of videos and random posts, and I don't know what's on there, um, but I do know every single time we record, um, or at least four times a month, we put out Talk Direction Down Low, which is a mini half-hour podcast episode 
where we talk about a whole bunch of random things. We get into more personal opinions about One Direction. Um, it's pretty casual over there. We talk about things that we might not talk about on the show. And it's a really quite um, a close-knit community. And I've been really loving talking to people over there or reading their comments and getting to know listeners better and creating friendships. So if you're interested in any of that, go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. And we really love all the supporters and friends we've made over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Last week, we did an episode called 1D as or an episode, an episode um, of playing games, our game we call 1D as, um, and that was suggested by listeners, um, where we say, what if One Direction were each types of socks? Which sock would each boy be? So you can see it's a little kooky. Um, and then the next episode we'll be putting out is a fanfic book club, where we each read a fanfic together, and we talk about it, and we discuss and it's some good fun. Also sometimes so, a little kooky. <laughs> also kooky, yeah. I mean, after we've recorded for like two hours, you can imagine what mind state we're in. So if you like to laugh, <laughs> definitely patreon.com slash talk direction. <clears throat> so our main discussion today, first news story is Liam in Daily Star. He was interviewed by Daily Star magazine. And pretty much the whole interview, he was just talking about um the song both ways that he put out on his album and he was apologizing for that song Uh, we all remember the song where had controversial lyrics in which people felt he was fetishizing bisexuality a lot of people talked about it how they felt hurt by the song or offended um i just wanted to remind people of some of the lyrics in it um my girl should have a reminder of the song (laughs) what what? I said love to have a, I said love to have a reminder of this song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> we did discuss this when the album came out and kind of went into like different commentary. So if you're interested, um, we looked at some of our listeners' thoughts and had our own thoughts. Um, and we're kind of discussing this from multiple angles. Um, so some of the lyrics are My girl, she like it both ways. She liked the way it all tastes. Loving the way she's turning you on, switching the lanes like a Bugatti Sport. Flipping that body, go ahead, go ahead, I go tails. Sharing that body like it's our last meal. Make every day my birthday. She said, we're young, we're young, and we're stupid. She said, come on, watch me while we do this. Make every day my birthday. So I feel like in just that, you can see how some people would be unhappy with those lyrics. Um, so Liam has said some things uh, in response during this interview. Lucia, do you want to read the first bullet point um, that's kind of his apology? Mm-hmm. And giving a little perspective into where his head was at when this was written and when he was putting out his album in general. Yes, Liam says, Honestly, it wasn't a deliberate move to make sexual songs. It was a very confusing time for me when I was making that album. I was going through a lot of personal things that I didn't speak about a lot, with songwriting, stage fright, and being scared of the future. I am sorry to anyone who got offended by certain songs or different things on the album for sure. It was never my intention with any of the writing or things I was doing. I was just challenging myself in different areas. All right, so I feel like this adds a little bit of perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm never a fan of someone apologizing when they say, 
I'm sorry to anyone who got offended as, yeah. <laughs> as if it's your fault that you got offended. Yeah. You know, I feel like a good celebrity apology needs to be like, I'm sorry I put out this song. Like, mm-hmm. that was really not a good move on my part. I've done research and like tried to help myself learn and grow. Like, that's a better <laughs> apology than I'm sorry if you got offended. Um, <laughs> but what are you going to do? At least he addressed it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this uh, apology here? Um, I think a couple things. I think it's kind of too soon for the real reflection that is required, I think, mm. for this song and this album in general. Um, and I think that shows in kind of the way he's talking about it. Like, it doesn't feel like he's super um, processed everything yet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a little too soon for that ki- the kind of reflection he's attempting. Um, yeah. But I'm really glad that he at least made an attempt to apologize. Like, I think that is good. Um, And I think, like, we know, like, him saying I was going through a lot of personal things that I didn't speak about. I think we, like, knew that. We don't know exactly what personal things he was going through. But, like, obviously, you know, he's been having some struggles. Um, And, yeah, I, I think this kind of reads like a... Like, uh, he, he did this specifically to, like, put out this message of, like, I'm sorry for this song. Because also later in the interview, he kind of talks about, like, wh- what direction he's going in. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't – it's it seems crafted in a way where it was – it seems like it was kind of, like, oh, let's do this so that you can, like, craft this, this apology message and, like – I don't know, kind of like a public perception thing. Not that that doesn't mean it's genuine. Um, I think both can be true. But it definitely doesn't seem like he was just, you know, happened in the interview. Like, they asked about this song. And it was like, oh, right, that song. Well, here's my opinion. I think he, like, went in with the purpose to to do that. Um, So, yeah, I think more remains to be seen. And I would like to hear more about the personal things he was going through. And, hey, what a good, what what, what a good, um, like, place to write from (laughs) like if you're having trouble with songwriting and then you're going through struggles like that I feel like maybe he could write about a lot of that stuff you know Mm -hmm. in the future yeah yeah I feel like I don't know where it was coming from but I don't think it's as well crafted as one would hope as an apology like you said um and yeah and like him going through things doesn't excuse it but at the same time it does offer like more like I don't know something that makes it more human and you can be like yeah I've been through things and done stupid things as well you know Mm -hmm. like so I appreciate that yeah and I think like as you said like the way that it was worded you know it's kind of pretty standard I'm sorry anyone got offended and this wasn't my intention which like neither of those things matter like if someone got hurt it doesn't matter if your intention was to hurt them or not. It matters if right. they got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So, like, you know, I feel like it's kind of a, a, a basic apology. But I appreci- yeah. appreciate it nonetheless. Me too. And I, I think the next part is interesting. If you want to read that next bullet point, it's kind of him talking about where he sort of as an album as a whole there was a lot of sexual themes Mm -hmm. um and kind of how he got there based on strip that down yes uh liam says um i had writing to do with strip that down but i didn't necessarily write that song 
After that, a lot of the songs I got sent from then on were sexually based. I was pigeonholed into this kind of thing, and of course, I am a young guy. I am interested in that sort of stuff. I like the idea of songs and the grooves or certain vibes, so I was like, okay, let's go for it. So, to me, it sounds like after doing, because he had success with Strip That Down, they're like, okay, let's try to recreate that success by doing similar themed songs similar sounding songs and none of them really hit the mark Mm -hmm. um and then he ended up with an album with kind of all these themes of uh sex that were not super uh great like you can talk about sex like i'm just thinking zane's album Mm -hmm. you know you can talk about sex in a really sexy way and then you can talk about sex in kind of like a gross way yeah um, a lot of the songs the songs and like topics are kind of like crude yeah exactly um so i can see how that would happen and maybe he was at a place where he's like i feel like i don't really have a lot of control or like i'd rather let someone else make the decisions for me or like you know i'm new to this solo thing i guess they know what they're talking about strip that down did well like i like these types of songs so let's just go with it like you know he i don't know i could see how that would like sort of um snowball where Mm -hmm. like you think this is the right thing to do um and like you don't necessarily have the best filter or way of saying which song is appropriate and which song isn't appropriate Mm -hmm. and you just kind of roll with it and keep going with what you think is good and then it kind of goes into this other direction that maybe you shouldn't be in i guess yeah I agree I feel like I feel like we've talked so much more about Liam on TDDL because like I feel like when we've talked about him like obviously there's been more like controversial stuff with him and like when we get in at least for me when I get into my real personal opinions about him I like I always like to be careful of that because Mm -hmm. we don't know them obviously so I don't want to be like just talking as if I do (laughs) um so, like, I don't know. I can't remember how much I've said on, like, the main show versus TDDL. But I feel like with Liam, he's someone who's, like, he's talked a lot about his struggles with, like, alcoholism. Um, and, like, he's had a lot of, like, body issues. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's had um, – he's talked a lot about how, you know, he used to be chubby. And, like, you can kind of tell in his language that it's something that's really on his mind all the time. Like, you know, he'll talk about – I feel like recently he was talking about, like – drinks and he said something about like you know tequila is good because it's low calorie if you're watching that like it's just obvious that it's like on his mind all the time and I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with like this image of like maybe trying to be like more like you know sexual and like writing these kind of sexy songs and like him like getting really fit I feel like there's probably correlations there Mm. um that like maybe we'll hear about more about at some point you know when Mm -hmm. he's had more time to kind of figure all that out yeah um and then also like obviously when he's putting out songs he has like a huge team of people like you know there's people writing the songs there's people recording the songs with him there's people producing the songs and like if you're around a bunch of people saying like yes do this um it's probably hard to have perspective of like oh maybe i shouldn't do that right Um, especially if like all the people around you have a similar mindset and you're not getting like people who are telling you no or come from a different life perspective 
Yeah, and not to no. say that he's free of blame. Like, obviously, we've, we've you know, if you've listened to us, you know, we don't feel that way. Um, but also, like, it's, it's interesting, too, to kind of look at, like, One Direction and, like, the way that, like, the boys um, were, like, sexualized from a pretty young age. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's got to have an effect on someone's development, especially someone like Liam, who kind of was already vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. you know, with his, like, just the way he is. Like, he, he you know, someone – I think someone like Niall and Harry were, like, a little safer – um, yeah. from that kind of stuff just because of their, like, the way they, you know, their confidence or, like, whatever, you know, they happen to have. But I think Liam was just a little more, more vulnerable to it. Yeah. And, like, he ended up dating someone who, you know, he met when she was, like, in her 30s and he was a teenager. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like contributed to, like, this whole situation. For um, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that was well said. Thank you. Um, I think, too, it talks about his writing process where he's like, I had writing to do a strip that down, but I didn't really write the song, mm-hmm. you know, like. Ed Sheeran really wrote that coming... song. Right. <laughs> like, they're not necessarily coming from Liam himself. And he talked about people sending him songs. So it's just a different process than, like, you know, Harry or Niall sitting down and be like, I'm going to start this song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's also just another aspect of it which i think we kind of knew because we're like liam didn't even write on some of his songs yeah um but that definitely adds to it right well it's also interesting to see him kind of talk about being pigeonholed into like writing sexual songs because mm-hmm. um none of the the problems people had with both ways weren't weren't that it was sexual mm-hmm. um so i think he doesn't really understand that and then i think also right. like it's interesting to hear him say that because i think like that wasn't something that necessarily, like, we thought before. Like, right. you know, I don't know if Liam really, like, fits singing these, like, songs. But I think it makes sense because if you're, like, performing, especially in contrast with Midnight, like, if you're performing music that you don't feel or you don't, like, align with, it's, like, mm-hmm. that's going to come across. And I think that's, yeah. like, a lot of what we noticed with the album was that, like, we didn't feel Liam on the album. Like, you would hear him yeah. sing these songs, and, and there was seemed like there was no feeling behind it. Like, he was kind of yeah. phoning it in a bit. Um, and I feel like this makes sense that now that he's saying this, because it's like, yeah, if he wasn't – if he was kind of, like, doing this because he felt like he should or he thought he was mm-hmm. trying to, like, fit, you know, some kind of mold, it makes sense that it would sound like it wasn't – you know, it wasn't really him. Um, versus yeah. something like Midnight, where Alesso – talked about doing the song with Liam and said like when I'm looking for someone to perform my songs I want someone who's really going to mean the words when they sing them yeah. and I feel like you really get that from Liam singing Midnight like you feel him in the song Definitely. Um, and I feel like with the cr- sort of crude sexual songs like those can be good but like it has to be sung by someone who you feel like really means it <laughs> Yeah. and I'm not talking and about like- both ways but like more in general those kind of like yeah. sexual songs like if it's sung in a way where it kind of feels like the person's just like playing a role or phoning it in then it's not gonna be yeah especially if he feels like actually uncomfortable with the music and he right. feels like, like it, it makes him feel like squeamish or icky or whatever like that's definitely gonna affect things and maybe he wasn't necessarily aware he felt that way and like in time he's realized like it makes him uncomfortable to sing certain things like you know that's definitely at play as well yeah yeah because that's like one of the things that I that we talked about is that like um 
I like I don't see Liam talking like this in real life. Like I've never heard right. Liam in an interview or seen him interacting with women and felt like, look, which I have right. felt about many, you know, male performers. But like I've never felt that way about Liam. And not that I'm like the end all be all of like observing. Um, You're the end all be. <laughs> but like I've never like he's never talked about women or or behaved around women in that in that way. And then you hear these songs mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, what is the what is the one where he's like something a, about getting a, come to the, the parking car. lot? It's a bad idea. I'll probably do your ass in the car or something like that. Yes. And it's just like I can't see Liam actually saying right. that in real right. life. And like obviously people have a sexual life that they're not going to share publicly. But it just felt like oh, like, I really can't picture you, like, seriously saying that. And just kind of there's this, like, sense of, like, kind of bravado on the album Mm -hmm. that, like, Liam just doesn't really present in in at least any interviews or for, you know, video footage that I've seen of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, He actually seems to be quite respectful of women in his – the way he talks about them, you know? Agreed. Sorry, I could talk Uh, about Liam for a long time. (laughs) That's okay. I'm just trying on rings. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sitting at my desk in my bedroom, which never happens because mm. the Wi-Fi used to be terrible in here. But in the past two days, we got new Wi-Fi oh. and it actually works in my bedroom. So I'm recording wow. in my room for like the first time. Amazing. And um, I have all my jewelry on my desk and I'm just putting on rings. <laughs> well, I'm painting my nails, so I hope you guys don't mind a super casual episode today. <laughs> Yes, it really is. Talk about phoning it, really it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, do you want to read the next quote about where, or the next two quotes? Let's just clump them together about yes. Liam's new music and where he kind of wants to go and move away from the sexual themes. Yes. He says, I'd say the new music will be less sexy. I think I pass my time on that one anyway. Despite photo shoots or whatever else you may see from me, I am a lot more chill about things these days. It is a different direction with the label and the management. It's a rejuvenation rather than going down that route again. Getting back in the studio, I really am looking at what the messages are I want to say, rather than just going through the motions of making a song, putting it together and going, yeah, that sounds good, and putting it out. It isn't really the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you feel about this? Um, I like this reflection. I think it's how we all feel that, um, kind of like what I just said, that with the last album he did, it felt like he was just going through the motions, putting a song together and going, yeah, it sounds good and putting it out. Like that's exactly how it felt. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I'm glad to see him have this like reflection. And I think I said this when we were talking about Midnight too, but I feel really encouraged that he's like having this point of view and like coming back and being like, you know, still in the public eye and like, I'm gonna write new music. Like I'm gonna change my message. Um, cause I was really worried that he was going to like disappear. Right. Um, cause like the album did like really poorly and like, you know, I just got, I was really worried that he was going to like disappear or like, you know, it was yeah. kind of like, are we ever going to hear like songs from Liam again? Like, is this it for him? Yeah. So this has just like been really encouraging to see that he's like, you know, just bouncing right back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do wonder if like he feels, uh, some embarrassment and, that might be part of him kind of being like, you know, cause saying like I passed my time on that one anyways is like almost feels like he's saying like, you know, I'm too old for that or like mm-hmm. I'm not cool enough for that or something. So I hope he's <laughs> not – I hope it's not like – I hope it's not like uh, – I don't know that he feels like he can't make music like that 
for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, but I think there'll probably be a, be a balance. Um, I feel and... like him and Zayn need to team up on a song and can <laughs> offer him a new perspective on sexy songs. Yeah. That sort of come out correctly. Yeah. In, in a feel good way. That would be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that he says he's he's going to really look at the messages he, he wants to say. Um, and I think that's been one of his struggles is that he hasn't really known what he wants to say in music. Yeah. And he's talked about that a lot that like, when he was when he was writing with 1D, I think he had such a solid team, and so it was easy for him to like write with those people, mm-hmm. um, because they were bouncing ideas off each other. And I think on his own, he's just really struggled with like I don't know what I want to say or how to say it. Yeah. Um, Especially like with when you're writing for a band, you don't necessarily have to write like personal stuff. You mm-hmm. can be like, oh, I'm gonna write about this theme because it's gonna work well on stage. Right. And, like fans are gonna enjoy it. Yeah, and I feel like. You know, I think I think some people might say, I don't know, I, f- I feel like when I've heard, when I've listened to Liam in interview, there's been a few, a specific few interviews that I've listened to of Liam's that I've been really, like, kind of impressed by and, like, very interested in. And, like, he's delved into topics that I've been like, wow, like, that's really, like, interesting or that's really deep or that's really, like, reflective. Um, yeah. So I feel like he has it in him to write good music yeah. and like write like interesting songs i think he has to get together with the right people like maybe you know lyric wise he's maybe he's not like you know a naturally like a lyricist like maybe he can't figure out how to put his thoughts into lyrics mm-hmm. but i feel like he has yeah. the thoughts you know like he has the ex- right. life experience he has the reflection like i'm particularly thinking of like the jesse Ware podcast where he just like talked a lot about like going to therapy and like alcoholism mm-hmm. and like you know, it's not like he doesn't have thoughts in his brain. Like, he has a lot of, of thoughts and he has a way to, of, like, talking about things that is interesting and articulate. Yeah. Um, so I feel like he just has to find the right people who will help him get those thoughts into music. Yeah, I agree. I'm. It does make me, like, excited that if he puts the right people around him, you know, we could be getting more Liam and better Liam and almost, like, a new first album. <laughs> You know, like, yes. forget that other one. This will be his actual first album. Yeah. Um, well, also, like, I forget who was saying this. Maybe it was Liam or Alesso. But the way that music is these days, like, because everything moves so fast, like, if you put out a bad song and it, like, doesn't do well, like, everyone's going to forget about it. Yeah. Like, it's not so going to, like, necessarily, like, ruin your career. Like, and I feel that way about yeah. Liam. Like, he could still, he could, like, continue putting out singles, like, Midnight, and then put out another album. And, like, you know, I don't think... I think people would yeah. easily forget about the first one. I agree. <laughs> Except for anyone who likes it, which I'm sure there are people who liked it. Yeah. Probably. I like I like a couple of the songs on there. I listen well, to that that parking lot song a lot. I like yeah. it. You go. <laughs> uh, we should do a song discussion on that one. We should. <laughs> I just really I really like the the, the instrumentals, like the musical quality of it like lyrically i don't i don't really even know what what it says um i honestly feel like that album would be good to like work out to or something i need to listen to it again yeah <laughs> maybe i'll listen tonight as i'm doing my yoga stretching. yeah see how yeah, it works the, the parking lot one is i think it's called after not after hours it's called rude hours rude hours yeah but it, it was yeah. it was actually written and produced by um this guy who writes a lot for the weekend 
Mm. And I really like the weekend. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. After we spent half an hour on that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, Niall and Liam both performed at the Global Citizen Concert together at home. So this was like a concert live stream curated by Lady Gaga. And it was put on in order to raise money um, during the pandemic and like bring people together. And it featured almost every celebrity and musician under the sun. Um, there were so many people involved in it. Um, and it also like it had a ton of performances. It had different celebrities talking on it. And then it also interspersed with like videos of doctors and nurses and political leaders and scientists and essential workers and just everyday people and happy stories and like all the stuff you see on Twitter that are like trying to like raise people's spirits. Um, it was kind of all interspersed with the performances. Um, and it ended up raising 128 million uh, in response to COVID. And 55.1 million will go to the sol- the COVID-19 Solidary Response Fund and 72.8 million will go to local and regional responders. Um, did you watch any of this, Lucia? I watched some of it. Um, I didn't watch it while it was happening. On Saturday, I did that crazy hike. And then, yes. um, yeah, I didn't watch any of it while it was happening. But I watched, um, I watched Liam and Niall's performance. I watched Little Mixes. Um, mm, I didn't see that performance they did um, touch and um, they did kind of like a different version of it it was pretty cool they were all in like different mm-hmm. areas um, so it was really interesting to watch their like super intricate harmonies when they're all not yeah. together because they're so talented it's ridiculous um, and then I feel like I watched a couple others but I can't really remember I was just kind of like on like watching them on YouTube yeah i need to go back and watch all the performances that i missed i watched some of it live but like by some of it i mean like two or three performances Mm -hmm. um i watched niall's first performance live Mm -hmm. um and then i watched liam and niall's other performances after the fact although i couldn't find the full version of liam's and rita aura's so i just watched a 30 second clip of that one (laughs) it like just got posted this morning oh okay i'm gonna have to look um but i thought this was really cool um and it raised so much money and it definitely was like an event to bring people together and yeah I don't think it was like I think each of the artists who performed filmed it on their own time like I don't Mm -hmm. think they were filming live um but it was like a live stream Mm -hmm. um which was cool and yeah um Niall performed black and white and slow hands Um, And Niall said, thank you so much to anyone out there working in an essential service, whether it be a doctor, a nurse, a grocery store worker, teacher, anyone working in an essential service, you are doing an unbelievable job. And we thank you for your service so much. You were already doing a great job anyway, but you've really stepped up to the plate on another level. Thank you so much. Um, And Liam performed Midnight and for you with Rita Ora and he said it's a pretty dark time for us at the moment for my personal benefit I've been trying to think of the positives I really feel at the moment we're all being brought a lot closer together by this solidarity that we have to feel right now um so they each performed Niall did black and white and slow hands just on his guitar um it was just like an acoustic version and um Liam with for you him and Rita Ora were performing at um their own homes and then they had someone accompanying with music as with Liam and Midnight I believe um someone was doing the music 
So it was just interesting how like different parts were recorded separately and then put together in a video. Um, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on these performances, Lucia? Um, I really liked them. I thought they were really cute. Uh, for Liam's performance, I thought um, it was really funny that they had like this random guitar guy because like he wasn't like announced. It wasn't like and <laughs> accompanying me is. What, whoever he was just like there um <laughs> and he was like jamming on that guitar um so that was kind of interesting yeah um but i really liked for you i feel like i don't know if i've heard that version before because i feel like they've done live versions but i i don't think they've ever really done such a stripped back version because mm-hmm. it was just a guitar in their voices um yeah. and i thought it was really nice and then i really loved midnight as well that song is a killer vocally though like uh, I feel like that must be really hard to sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Liam did a really good job. I really love hearing that song live. I just think that that really high chorus where he kind of has that cracky, crackly voice is just mm-hmm. so nice. Um, and then Niall. Um, Niall's performances were great. Uh, I love Slow Hands and Black and White is a really fun song to hear live i love the way he was holding his guitar (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's because it was just like easier because the chords there was like a lot of slide like sliding up and down like the neck Uh so maybe it's easier to hold it that way but that was funny um and that's also kind of like both of the songs he sang well more i guess more black and white is kind of like uh like a loud song vocally Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a fun one to kind of like scream sing to. Yeah. Not scream sing, but like, you know, when you sing that song, you're like singing. It's yes. not, you can't sing it quietly. No. <laughs> the chorus, at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's such a fun song. I think that's going to be like a long time favorite. Mm hmm. I agree. It should definitely be a single. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I liked both of their performances a lot. Um,. It's nice to get these like different versions of songs and just to see it so stripped back where it's just like the artist in their house and like you know they're setting everything up themselves. Yeah. And like we saw that with a ton of different artists and I know I have tons to watch about it. It just feels really intimate and personal. Um, And like obviously they chose certain songs for like certain reasons and like they were thinking about it and um, yeah I think this was just a really cool project that lady gaga was in charge of yeah along with other organizations (laughs) um so yeah i feel like we need more of this Mm -hmm. i think um our final story for today is harry putting out a video of his performance at the electric ballroom so this was a vlog-esque music video i would say (laughs) um he performed at the electric ballroom which is a place in london on december 19th 2019 um the video was directed by lily Iger, um and the editor was ali white um and uh at this concert he played the album the fine line album top to bottom and then also included sign of the times what makes you beautiful juice wonderful christmas time bossy bop with stormzy and kiwi so this was back like he did the la show and then he did one in london where he was just doing the whole album um and clearly they've had this footage for months (laughs) and finally they put this out 
Um, so the video sort of followed Harry singing Adore You on stage, but it wasn't the live audio. It was definitely studio audio. Um, there was lots of audience footage. It was kind of grainy, psychedelic editing style. Um, there was some backstage photo, Harry getting his nails and makeup done. Gemma was there, Harry with a coffee cup, Harry getting into his suit, high-fiving people before going on stage. I've included gifts in the Google Doc. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just kind of this fun little video, almost kind of like another version of a music video for Adore You because it's the single, yeah. but it also potentially could mean that we're going to get more backstage footage, but I never have any hope <laughs> with Harry giving us concert footage after we never got um, live on tour <laughs> concert footage. So yeah. Did you like this? What did you think? Favorite parts? Least favorite parts? Did you like the kind of psychedelic blurry styling that happened yeah I did really like it um the way that it was filmed and edited kind of made it seem like it, it was like from a really long time ago mm-hmm. like old old footage um and yeah I thought it was really cute I loved all the fan footage of fans um I found it confusing that they did the studio audio because like when it started like Harry starts singing along with the track and then yeah like, Wait, what? <laughs> it was a little jarring um so I don't know I mean it's probably like you know much more of an elaborate process to like record vocal mm-hmm. you know record stuff live um so they probably just didn't do that and they wanted to like put it out anyways so um yeah I liked it um I feel like I want live footage of the songs too um, yes, but I feel like this was good and cute. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like this is kind of related, kind of unrelated, but like I realized that kind of when I was looking through this doc and like preparing for stuff that like Harry is one of those artists who I really connect with when I mm-hmm. see him live. Like mm-hmm. when I go to his shows is when I like really really connect with him, and like I feel like someone like Niall. Um, even like Louie and Liam like are really you know much more on social media I mean Niall yeah. obviously the most because he does all those lives so I feel like super connected to Niall in this like really different way because like I see him all the time he's like talking all yeah. the time and I'm seeing him play his music and I feel kind of like more disconnected from Harry because he's mm-hmm. like not really around um, because he's just like not a social media person um and then obviously like I haven't seen him for a long time and I'm probably not gonna see him for a long time so I was just like (laughs) reflecting on how like you like connect with different artists and like someone like Niall I feel like even if I'm not seeing him live I still feel connected to him yeah um whereas with Harry when he kind of like disappears for a little bit it's like you know easier for me to kind of like Mm -hmm. not feel as connected Um, I feel you yeah, because I was, like, watching this, and I, I was, like, oh, you know. Harold. Yeah. And then just, like, yeah. oh, because I wanted to be, like, oh, this is going to be me in two months. And then I was, like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> so sad. I'm going to be yeah. here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked this, too. I wish we got more backstage stuff mm-hmm. um, or, like, live audio, as you said. Um, but it does make me know that there were freaking filming stuff backstage. Yeah. Like, where's all that stuff? True. Um, 
I saw this like fake Twitter thing. Someone had put together a Netflix style trailer for like Love on Tour and it was like Love on Tour following like ex-boy band member throughout his like release of his second album and concert tour whatever and i was like oh i wish that was a documentary that was coming out on netflix (laughs) um yeah but like could this be the start of sort of more concert vlogs like last time he put out um photos from each of his performances do you think like whenever tour ends up happening he's gonna keep the two um women who like directed and edited this and like have them come along for um like come along for the ride and put out maybe like videos after every show or every city I know a lot of artists do that yeah, I feel like he should. I feel like that would be awesome. I love getting the the photos, like behind the scenes photos, like backstage photos and stuff, but it would yeah. be really cool to have video as well. Yeah. Um I really prefer kind of more like like vlog style video where like there's like more like talking as opposed to like mm-hmm. kind of music video style where it's just like Same. the footage with music over the top. Like I would love to see some like actual backstage like footage of like you know in between shows and stuff mm-hmm. i feel like that would be really really cool yeah um and i hope they're like still putting together documentaries or movies whatever that means because he did two before so yeah. i'm always hopeful that like that's something that's always on the radar i know we never got that documentary we wanted we also never got niles red rocks documentary yeah and we know that one was real yeah <laughs> i'm hopeful i'm always hopeful <laughs> at some point we'll get it um i would like that yeah um yeah so maybe we'll get more stuff in the future i was sad that harry didn't perform at the the together at home live stream event but maybe he's got his own thing in the works and he's gonna gift us with some other live audio just like seeing medicine live in your fucking apartment yeah wherever you are yeah, literally oh, shoot, it would take I said the F word. <laughs> oh, <laughs> literally it would take so little effort for him. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we can always hope. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think, whether or not Harry will gift us with any musical studio slash house versions of his songs. All right. Moving into the last thing that we're doing today, which is a 1D Mad Lib. Now, I've come up with an article I think that would really fit. Um, And Lucia is going to have to give me different words to fill in about this article. So if anyone hasn't done Mad Libs before, you remove important words and put in random words and the person doesn't know what is going in there and then I'm going to read the article and it's going to sound funny. We've done this in the past and I thought we all needed a pick-me-up so we're going to do it again. And I haven't prepared any words so there's probably going to be a lot of Caitlin being like I need a verb and then me going like uh uh (laughs) what's uh, a verb what are words. But I figure sometimes that's good content too. Yeah. Um, Okay give me an amount. Like a number or an like amount. a measurement? <laughs> I don't know. An amount. Um, Just 16 an ounces. Amount. 
All right, 16 ounces. <laughs> All right, give me a noun. Fish. Fish. A fish. Get I guess fish. A fish? <laughs> fish, yeah. <laughs> um, give me a unit of time. What's a unit of time? Like, like hour? Yeah. Hour. Hour. <laughs> give me a noun car give me a year 1942 give me a verb um well i predicted this was gonna happen <laughs> damn it verbs damn it um slide slide Give me a number. One. Oops. Um, give me an annual event that occurs. Um, the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Give me a noun. No, is that a noun? <laughs> uh, adjective, I mean. Slimy. <laughs> Yeah, adjective. <laughs> Give me another adjective. Harry. Um, give me a celebrity. Rihanna. Give me a verb. Ending in ed. Oh. Um, a verb ending in ed. Yes. Just think of verb and then add ed to it. Threatened. Threatened. <laughs> Give me a noun. Nail polish. Uh, give me a sense. Like one of the five senses. Smell. Give me uh, a noun. Um. Uh, magnet. Give me another celebrity. Another celebrity. <laughs> John Mayer. <laughs> I don't know why he came to mind. <laughs> um, give me another noun. Most of these are nouns. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a rock. <laughs> um, give me an adjective. Um, handsome. Um, give me an occupation. <sighs> occupation. Uh, accountant. Accountant. Give me a proper noun. Um, it's so hard to know how to pick good ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's okay. If it sucks, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, Harry Styles. Um, give me a unit of time. Seconds. Give me a verb. Stir. 
Give me a noun. Mm, chapstick. <laughs> um, uh, give me. Hold on. Um, give me a noun. Pennsylvania. God knows how to spell that. Um, <laughs> give me an adjective. Mm, dazzling. Perfect. All right. We're ready. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I wasn't really following along as we did it. All right. This one is called, here's just about 16 ounces One Direction has recently said about a 1D fish. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Since the, <laughs> I don't think this makes sense at all. <laughs> This I may have taken out too many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Since the hour One Direction began their car in 1942, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the guys have constantly faced the question, when will you slide? But with the group's one-year Golden Globes coming up in July, <laughs> the question has become more slimy than ever. Directioners got perhaps the most hairy inkling of a fish this week as Niall Horan, Liam Payne, Harry Styles, and Louis Tomlinson all followed Rihanna on Twitter. <laughs> on top of that, Payne threatened in not one but two nail polish that the, guy, <laughs> the, guys, the guys have been in smell a lot more at the moment. <laughs> as he said on the Magnet Magnet show with John Mayer <laughs> on Monday. Whether those rocks include Rihanna is still handsome, especially because especially because the Pillow Talk accountant has said much about the Harry Styles guys in the past couple of seconds. But with the rest of One Direction all stirring chapstick within the last year, we've heard fish talk from the guys quite a bit since last summer. And with the one year Golden Globes approaching, the Pennsylvania have become more and more dazzling. <laughs> wow. You know what that we sounded really like? We really nailed that. It's those TikToks <laughs> where it's like gibberish TV. Have you seen those? Yes. I've, I've seen stuff like that. <laughs> That's exactly what that sounded like. I really like some of these parts. I like Rihanna. <laughs> they followed all on Twitter. Yes. The Magnet Magnet Show with John Mayer. I like that. Uh-huh. Um, here's just about 16 ounces One Direction has recently said about a 1D fish. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that was fun. Yes, um, you guys should send us <laughs> some. That was, if no one knew, that was about the 1D reunion. It really, <laughs> it really got a little bit confusing. And I could have added more because then it went on to add, like, it was uh, some article that had every sing single thing each of the boys have said about a potential reunion. Oh, wow. Um, but if anyone has any articles they think would make great Mad Libs, send them along because it's always a fun little <laughs> little extra to add into an episode. Mm -hmm. um, I think that went well. Um, let's move on to our recommendations. Do you have one today, Lucia? I didn't prepare one, but I can give a last minute one. Um, Go for it. I, oh, I wonder if I've recommended this before. 
but whatever it's worth recommending again um mm-hmm. i made chocolate chip cookies actually i didn't i made chocolate chip cookie dough <laughs> this weekend mm-hmm. um haven't baked them yet i just have a bowl of dough in the fridge and i keep just like eating spoonfuls of it every mm-hmm. time i open the fridge probably not a good thing to do um but it's like the best vegan cookie dough for chocolate chip cookies and it's the post-punk kitchen chocolate chip cookie recipe um if you just google post-punk mm. kitchen chocolate chip cookies you'll find it if you're vegan and you like chocolate chip cookies it's like the best it's so good um and then i also made lemon bars vegan lemon bars oh I also love those. amazing and the recipe i use for that is from minimalist baker so again if you just google lemon bars minimalist baker you'll find that recipe um, it's vegan, and it wasn't that hard. Like, I never made lemon bars before, and I was like, oh, this is going to be really hard. Um, it was actually pretty easy. Um, they came out super good, and I made candied lemons to put on top, which was also super easy. Mm. Um, so those are my vegan baking recommendations. Oh, those both sound so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like lemon bars are, like, on the edge of bad for me, which is kind of, like, exactly when, where you want something interesting to be, mm. where it's, like it's not bad but it's not like i don't know it like makes it more interesting to eat it's almost an entertaining thing to eat because it keeps you like <laughs> thinking as you're chewing what? i don't know if anyone else experienced i don't know what you're saying <laughs> i have this thing where there's certain foods that are like they're on the edge of bad do they're you mean not, like they bad don't cross for over you? no like tasting oh wait <laughs> You think lemon bars are on the edge of tasting bad, and so it makes yeah, it more for interesting me. to eat. Yes, everybody. So you're like, oh, like, is it good? Oh, it's kind of not. Kind of. It's like, <laughs> but it, it's good. But it's like very close to being bad. But it's not there yet. So it's like a really interesting experience. <laughs> I see. Um, there's a lot of foods like that for me that I really enjoy eating because of that. Wow. And yeah i feel like there's a lot of like mixed drinks that are on the edge of bad and you're like but this makes it better to drink because like it's a entertaining experience on top of being fulfilling i feel like you should try to make these lemon bars because when i've gotten lemon bars out i feel like they're one of those desserts that i can have like one or two bites of and then i like don't want anymore um but i feel like oftentimes they have that kind of like almost like artificial like lemon flavor to them Mm. that these ones don't have and they're more like i'm down to make these yeah because these i felt really differently about i was like they tasted they were kind of different from like i don't know Mm -hmm. lemon bars i've gotten out cool speaking of baking um yesterday i started making um some chocolate truffles and actually they're in my fridge and i need to finish making them actually (laughs) put them into balls um but I was using an old recipe from my mom. might have been my grandmother's. I don't know. Um, but with, like, chocolate truffles, you can just put kind of whatever you want in it, and it'll taste good. Um, and you can just Google different recipes. But the two ingredients that I find really good in truffles is rum and, like, instant coffee. Mm. So those just add such a strong flavor. And I, I like to use dark chocolate. Um, so there's, like, butter in it, dark chocolate, rum... Uh, cream, just random things, and they're like absolutely delicious. So I highly recommend that. Um, but my actual recommendation today is butterscotch creamer. 
Um, I had this at work before and I had to take a photo and like try to find where the hell to order it. Um, (laughs) but I got it at Staples in the end and it's like those little packets of creamers you'll get at like restaurants, but it's a butterscotch flavor one. Mm. Uh, I don't remember. I think it's coffee mate maybe. Um, it's downstairs and I didn't prepare (laughs) for this very well. (laughs) Um, but it is so good and it's like sweet. I think it's vegan as well, um, and it doesn't need to be refrigerated. You can just keep it on your counter because it's like the little individual packets, um, and it just like you just need to put that in your coffee, and it tastes so good. Nice. Um, it almost has like an almondy milk taste as well, so I'm down. Um, yeah, and I know I mentioned ordering like toilet paper off Staples last week. Staples is doing free delivery. Um, so like you don't have to worry oh. about delivery charges. I also found toilet paper on Office Depot. So check some of like the paper companies out that you might not think has toilet paper. Staples is also doing a whole bunch of different foods as well. They're selling. Really? Um, yeah. And for free delivery, sometimes when you order from like grocery stores, you have to pay high delivery charges. Um, but like free delivery at Staples, at least from what I've ordered, and it's not as though like I like I just ordered the coffee creamer by itself. And it was like six dollars, and that's it. So it's a pretty good deal. I don't know if they've waived delivery charges or what, mm. um, but I highly recommend looking at some of the places you can find maybe some of the goods you're not being able to get, or you don't have to worry about high delivery charges. Also, my recommendation is that if you are ordering anything delivered, that you should tip your delivery person like way, way, mm. way extra if you can afford to, because they're like good risking idea. their lives to deliver you your goods yes definitely um well thank you all for listening to today's episode let us know what you thought it was kind of a mixed bag um but sometimes those are the best most (laughs) listened to episodes um let us know if you think you're like vibing with liam's apology uh if you liked the harry at electric ballroom did you watch any of the global citizens performances which ones should we watch in particular because there were literally hundreds of them um so let us know also if you have if you like the 1d mad libs and if you have any other articles or mad lib themes you want us to do we've got plenty of time to do them so let us know um thank you so much for listening to episode 219 of talk direction you can follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talk direction at gmail.com go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our instagram which is just talk direction you can also follow us individually on twitter and instagram i am at caitlin ir foster and caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n lucia where can they find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And don't forget, if you want a whole bunch of bonus content, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talkdirection. And as low as $1 or $2.50, you can get a whole bunch of bonus content. Um, and it goes up to 5 and $10 a month. Um, and we're doing Fanfic Book Club next week. Uh, and last week, we discussed... Um, what did we discuss? <laughs> I didn't put it here. <laughs> Let me scroll up. Oh, 1D as. Uh, we did 1D as, which is a game. Um, so yeah, go check that out. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can leave us a review to help more people discover the show. And you can also listen on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 220. Bye. Bye.